fours are back in town. The fours are. You know when you when you do that, when you hit those high notes. You it, it goes out. Scott, are you noticing that as well? His audio when he hits the really high notes, they go it goes See, out. So I have the boys. Yeah. I have the setting on Zoom <laughs> selected that filters out bad singing. So oh, good. I got you. Well, <laughs> apparently adjust. with my. <laughs> with my delay that was just really sounded weird on my end <laughs> we're on a roll so far well matt is correct the boys are back in town because matt danny and scott are all here for the first time in what seems like an eternity for episode 99 the wayne gretzky show we here how you boys doing <laughs> i was giving it the break so that scott could go first yeah scott is By the way, on this delay. Is, uh, scott's on a three second delay so we're gonna talk over him a lot this episode yeah it'll be fine yeah things still suck for me boys but it is what it is but you made it to the to the gretzky and that's all that really counts uh a lot's happened uh since we've been with you um i've got another child in the world (laughs) so that's why if it sounds like i'm whispering i'm not whispering it's just i don't want to wake the the new baby up so uh, walking on eggshells We'll play Put the baby all, on the mic. Yeah. If, if all of a sudden I'm just not here anymore and going to handle a child uh, issue that we're still going through. But yeah, a lot of things have happened in the fantasy football world. Um, what are we in? Was this week six? Six incoming. Oh, man. Week six incoming. Um, a lot of injuries have happened over the past couple of weeks, but we're going to, we're going to get you prepped. We might be doing one show a week, we might be doing two shows a week. I don't know. Our lives are crazy, but the next episode is going to be 100. So it's going to be a rip roaring drunk fest. Um, right, Scott? Totally. See, I just say Scott. So he knows that it's his turn. That's how we're going <laughs> to, that's how we're going to have to go about this. Or uh, you can, when you address me for like a game update, I can just make my entire update in three seconds. And Scott knows to just start going once he hears just, you. Because <laughs> you'll be wrapped up by that point. <laughs> uh, let's start with a uh, listener question that I got regarding Fab. You guys, you guys are ready to answer the questions, the difficult questions that our fans need to know about? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Yes. So, so Scott... <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is gonna be a good one so basically it's pretty general but for our listeners that are new to the fab system um what is your strategy early on in the season mid-season end of the season do you have rules to live by or do you just kind of wing it how do you go about fab matt do you want to start us out by kind of explaining to listeners what fab is and if they have not done that before so what fab is, is basically if you have a hundred lemons <laughs> to use throughout a football season to acquire players, mm-hmm. you can spend those lemons as you feel necessary on how valuable the players are. But remember, you don't get more lemons before the year is over. So you got to use those lemons cautiously. Every team has a hundred lemons, just like your hundred lemons. So. You know, they got something to work with, too. Mm-hmm. That's not confusing at all. So I'm glad I'm glad that uh, that's, a, you know, it doesn't really say what it is. I mean, it does have a dollar sign behind it. It should just say 100 and then you can make the units whatever you want, like lemons. But Scott, 
start us off. What is your general strategy uh, early on in the season, i.e. week five, week six, whatever it might be, um, with $100 in fab when someone like, for instance, Damian Williams pops up who, I mean, could start? Historically, I feel like I've always waited too long to start spending it in significant amounts. So I feel like I always end the season with like $60 in my fab left. So I've tried to kind of go a little higher this year, but I feel like I'm still not getting the guys. So I need to adjust even more. Mm -hmm. The other thing I I really take into account though, is um, when there is a high hot commodity out there, what's my depth at that position? So yes, when McCaffrey went down, if Chubba Hubbard was out there, Sure, everybody wants him, but how deep is my running back situation? If I've already got two starters, another one in the flex, and then maybe a backup I'm okay with, I might not blow my fab on that because I might need it for an injury later that I actually for sure will need for like a season ending. And that's the other thing I would say just to take into account is how long are you getting this guy? And are these make or break weeks for you? Because if it's, you know, at the very beginning of the season, I'm a little more hesitant to spend a buttload of money. Whereas if I'm three and three and it's starting to hit bye weeks and I need something now, definitely go ahead and blow half your load on one guy and see where it goes. It's tough to blow half a load. Go ahead, Matt. (laughs) My my adopted strategy is you you can't take it with you. Fab doesn't roll over to next year. You, You can't cash it out at the end of the season. You better spend that shit. And the earlier you spend it, the longer time you have that player. Now you got to make sure that person is worth it. Um, but I, I, early on with the whole fab system, I ended up with some bank left and I vowed to try to eliminate that. So I like to throw out high fad offer, fab offers on players I need and players that are in good situations um, and not worry about beating somebody up by $1. That's a big thing. Everybody's always like, what is the minimum I can bid to win this player? Screw that. You don't need to win a player by a buck. You need to put put enough money out there to secure the player that you need to be a good fantasy team. Because if you lose by a buck, you're going to be pissed and you're going to end up with $60 left over in fab. If you spend $20 more, 60 versus the next size bid was 40, you still got that player and you're going to be fine. So don't worry about winning by a buck. Get the guy you need. Yeah, I like all of that that you guys are both saying. And just to add something, you can, in most leagues, make sure that you are allowed to make $0 bids um, because there are some leagues that don't allow $0 bids. But if you run out of fab, you can still bid on people with $0 mm-hmm. bids. So you're not just completely out of it. I would save a couple dollars for playoffs. If you're looking like you're going to be in contention, save three bucks. Save We're talking bucks. about playoffs? Yeah, I would save a couple of bucks right towards the end because a lot of people are going to have zeros. And if there's someone that goes down, you can use a $2 bid to get someone big. So I would save a couple of dollars, a couple of lemons, excuse me, um, just in case you're there for playoff time. Um, So, guys, let's get into the news, and then we'll roll into our breakdowns for week six. A lot has happened. It has been a couple of weeks other than Scott's super badass bonus episode. I like that, dude. You want to just make that the show and then me and Matt don't have to do anything anymore? It is a little weird when there's nobody to bounce stuff off of and there's no jokes being spit out. You're like, how do I transition here? And the next up. (laughs) Yeah. What's better, though, is is, are bad jokes or no jokes better? Apparently bad (laughs) jokes. 
what you need. Um, get you a little like soundboard, like early sitcoms where you can just have like a, a studio audience <laughs> yeah. laugh. And all your boing, boing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so last week on Thursday night football, Russell Wilson ruptured a tendon in his finger and he's going to be out for around four weeks, two weeks, six weeks, something like that. He's going to be out for a little bit. It's going to be the Geno Smith uh, show. Uh, Scott, are you nervous about DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh, those guys, or are you still going full ham banana? I'm definitely a little nervous. I'm still not going to contemplate benching them or anything like that. I think they'll still get theirs. I do think this is the end of Seattle season, though. Overall, I I don't think they're going to win enough to stay in contention in that division. But I, I don't necessarily think, I mean, I feel like, if anything, with their horrible defense, I mean, who cares if Gino throws a couple of picks if he's still airing it out? That's, I mean, Metcalf and Lockett are still going to get theirs. I mean, I'm I'm worried about those guys. I don't think Gino's ever really showed that he's a quality NFL quarterback. And yeah, he's had experience where he was rostered as a backup, but <clears throat> nothing to carry a team to significant success and to provide that success to his receivers. Did he ever have anybody on the Jets? Like, what was that, like Crowder Jets years back then? Oh, I Just, think it was even maybe. I mean, yeah, 13, I, 14 I was when he was starting for him. Oh, God. who I don't even know who was there. Was that Brandon Marshall days? Oh, well, <laughs> probably. Well, there he you probably go. put the light out on Brandon Marshall. If that was the case. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, Seattle, I'm not excited about uh, Geno Smith being there, and I am worried about those receivers. Well, so Seattle's schedule this week, they got Pittsburgh. That's not good. But then they have the Saints and then the Jaguars and then a bye. So maybe he can be back for week 10. So and only miss three games. If it's going to be four weeks, it may not be crippling. They can figure out Jacksonville. No offense, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Saquon Barkley sprains his ankle not as if he doesn't have enough leg injuries already. He sprains his ankle. He's surprised. (laughs) Yeah, you have said he's made out of uh, glass. Um, Sprains ankle. He's going to be out a couple of weeks. I mean. What's it? Who, who is it? Booker? Yeah, Devontae Booker is his backup. Like, I know we're past waiver wire, but did you guys make any bids on Devontae Booker? No. I think I did, but I did not get him. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get him in a couple of leagues. Um, but I think he started off. He picked him up, started him right away. Dalvin Cook returned to practice Wednesday. Hey, that's neat. I mean, hey. we're going to talk a little bit about the Vikings oh. coming up here, but it's uh, good to know. Um, Will Fuller broke his finger, and now he is on IR. That's a bummer because I've talked a lot about how great Will Fuller is going to be. Scott, is it you that don't like doesn't like Will Fuller, or is it Matt that doesn't like Will Fuller? I don't like him. I ended up drafting him. It might have been the listener league. One league I drafted him, and he was on his suspension early in the year, and I, don't, I think something else was going on with him injury too, and I just got annoyed and dropped him. I didn't even get anything out of him. I was mad that I drafted him. I didn't uh, hate him, but... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like think he was going to rock the world or anything. Rock that world. Clyde Edwards Alaire is now on the IR with a knee injury. He's going to miss at least three weeks. Uh, when you're on the IR, you have to miss three weeks. So, but it's not catastrophic. Uh, Daryl Williams, color. Are you interested in Daryl Williams, Scott? Maybe a little bit. Uh, I mean, if Clyde Edwards Alaire wasn't really doing much in the fantasy world and he was their top guy, what makes you think he's going to be any better? I mean, I still think he's worth it just because of volume and he's probably the best out on the waiver wire if he's still sitting there uh but i don't think he's gonna be anything better than a flex for you i didn't get him anywhere and i'm not i'm like 
Scott said Clyde Edwards Hilaire wasn't doing a lot. And I have a lot more faith in, with him in this offense than I do Daryl Williams. So I'm not excited about him. Not blow, I didn't blow a bunch of fab or any fab on him, but I am kind of interested if I hear that he's progressing well, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, that is, with his knee injury and maybe trading for him because I think his his value is in the tanker right now because owners are frustrated with him. He's got an injury now. And maybe I'll snag me a little late season Clyde Edwards Hilaire in a league or two. Oh, you mean for the two and three Chiefs who are supposed to go seven and <laughs> the the fourth place in the AFC West Chiefs are gonna be, you know, just great now. Um TY Hilton and Rashad Bateman both have returned to practice. Now TY Hilton had a neck injury, Rashad Bateman, the rookie out of Baltimore, core muscle surgery before the season. They are possibly going to be back this week after being on IR. What does that do? Let's start with T.Y. Hilton, Scott. Does that make you nervous at all about uh, Michael Pittman or anything like that? Jonathan Taylor with T.Y. Hilton being back or is this nothing to you? Not really. I don't think it's going to be dramatic. I mean, he was out there last year and I know a different, different situation this year, but he didn't really have but a game or two where he was really fantasy relevant if memory serves correctly. So I'm not worried about him taking from Pittman. I figured Pittman would be the, the one taking hold of that wide receiver court anyways. And that seems to be the way it's trending. And I don't think T.Y. Hilton coming back isn't necessarily going to hurt that much. Matt, what do you think of T.Y. Hilton or Rashad Bateman? You can talk about either. Fantasy-wise, I don't really care about either of them, to be honest. I care more about Bateman. I do. That guy can explode. He's fast. And explode. Yeah, but like, Sammy Watkins has he proven that he can or anything? No, he's a rookie. But yeah. he so, but Watkins but Watkins is gonna be out probably for a little bit. So he could take that spot, right? I, I yeah, I, I will say that I'm more interested in Rashad Bateman than T. Y. Hilton right now. But okay. mm-hmm. uh, not going to go throw all my bananas in that basket. Your lemons. Uh, Tua returned to practice Wednesday with his hip injury. He may play this weekend, too. That's a good sign for all the Miami Dolphins offense, right? Because I think we're done with the Jacoby Brissett experiment there. Yeah, I think Tua is a new or an upgrade, albeit not the best upgrade, but an upgrade. Mm-hmm. And last thing to talk about is these, I mean, this John Gruden stuff. Do you guys have any opinion on how this, is this going to affect anything? Like, what are your thoughts on this whole John Gruden email thing? I, I, it doesn't sound good. I haven't looked into the emails myself, but I've heard that they're pretty, pretty bad. And not just him. There's a number of other, like, what is it? Washington's owner, the Snyder guy. He has some pretty damaging stuff and all these emails that got leaked and everything too. The one, I think the one cool thing I saw out of it was Darren Waller's quote. Did any of you guys see that? No. What do you say? Something like I try to like give everybody grace and despite the terrible things he's done, I like to give people a chance to learn and grow and change. And I'm, that's what he's trying to forward his coach. And he probably said it a lot more eloquently than me, but it seemed like a very, insightful statement to make amid like such a weird controversy and you know the media is going to try to turn everything against everybody so i think whatever he said was was very well worded scott agree yeah i'll be honest i i know i 
I haven't been uh, following much because uh, usually the only sports stuff I get is on the radio home at you know midnight. And I did hear about the Gruden resigning, and that there were emails, and I I'm pretty sure I heard they were uh, some racism things involved. But that's the extent of what I know, honestly. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty shitty, and they expand. They like extended across like seven years of stuff. So not great, but you know what? Let's move on to more positive things. What do you guys say? Well, was it was it talking about like players or staff? Or that's that's what I don't know. I didn't get anything beside there were some un, unkind things in them. The NFLPA's president was his name Demory Smith. I think is his name. Is that right, Matt? And uh, uh, I'm gonna go with it. And uh, Roger Goodell and some females. Um, it really <laughs> the spectrum of what he was covering was broad. <laughs> uh, all negative. All negative. So it it needed to happen. But blah. Let's move on. You guys want to do some game breakdowns? Breakdowns. Give the people what they want, and that's game breakdowns. Let's start with the Miami Dolphins. And Jacksonville Jaguars. This game is being played in in London. You sound like you're from London, so it's going to be an early one on Sunday. So make sure your lineups are set appropriately. It's a eight thirty Central Standard Time game. So let's start with Scott's Jaguars. What the hell is going on there, dude? And are you done with the Urban Meyer experiment? Yeah, we'll I say mean, the the Gruden <laughs> thing really sweep the Urban Meyer uh, little dry humping situation under the rug, didn't it? <laughs> oh, anytime you get a dry humping situation swept under the rug, it's a good thing. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> yeah, they don't seem to be doing much there. Uh, I'd tell you, uh, Trevor Lawrence has been pretty disappointing. I am going to say this is when they get their first win. Uh, this season, I'm going to go ahead and call okay. that one. Uh, but they're definitely not what I was expecting. I expected their offense to be a little more potent than it has been. And I know losing Chark doesn't help, but definitely disappointing. Hopefully they can get something going. James Robinson's finally starting to heat up a little bit. So that's at least a positive. If Trevor Lawrence, I mean, let's be honest, he's played five games in the NFL. So it's not like the season's a wash or it's over. But I was definitely hoping he'd have a little more production and everything right off the bat. So it is what it is. Nothing too surprising, I guess, in Jacksonville. I feel like Urban Meyer came in there and he's like, James Robinson can't be that good. They just gave him a bunch of work last year because they suck. And he he wasn't even drafted that high. So I'm not going to use him that much. And then here we are like week five and. It's like, fuck, this guy is pretty good. <laughs> We're going to use him a lot. He says like that. Oh, fuck. This guy is really good. He, he's really, really good. James Robinson's last like three games. I think he scored over 20 fantasy points and half PPR, if I'm not mistaken. I would have to bet that. But like, he's a legit RB1 now, right? I mean, he looked like he was going to uh, be a pooper, a poop down his leg kind of candidate for the entire year. And man, you can't. He's unstoppable. Even against, I mean, I guess our Titans last week, 18 for 149 and one. He did three games of that. Yeah. So I said, I mean, yeah, you're firing up <clears throat> James Robinson, no matter who's on your roster right now. Yeah. And Urban Meyer's like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of him. Turns out he's the only guy that's working in that entire organization. So great. Um, NFL football's hard. Mm, Tua, 
if Tua is back, I mean, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller's out for a, a while. I, I would play Parker and Waddle if Tua is there. What do you guys think about that? I, Parker made the trip. I know he's been a little bit injured, but he made the trip. That means he's going to probably play. I like both those guys if Tua's back against Jacksonville. Matt, what do you think? I don't know. It's such a weird game with his first game back, them being in London. And I don't know. I just I can't get on starting these receivers. I assume you have at least two better receivers on your roster than these guys, I hope. And fill in your flex with something else. I don't know. I'm not on board. Waddle, maybe. I like Waddle. Yeah, I've been starting Waddle, but only out of desperation. And back. after what he did to me last week, I'm I'm not starting him this week, despite Tua being back. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I wouldn't really be starting either of these guys, but now that we're going into bye weeks, you might kind of have to. So I, yeah, if you need to play Waddle, I I could see that being okay. Yeah. Would uh, you guys I mean, play Waddle over Emmanuel Sanders? Because that's my current selection. No. And I am slotting Emmanuel Sanders in. He's been. Dropping too many points on my bench, and I'm finally giving him the green light. So, everybody, be ready. Mm-hmm. Less yep. than five point game out of Emmanuel Sanders this week. Can't can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Miles Gaskin broke. I mean, kind of broke out last week. Um, is this turning point for Miles Gaskin? The answer for me is no. But uh, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Same here. No, he had a couple good opportunities, and he capitalized on them, which. I guess it is what you want out of a low-end RB2, but I don't see that being consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it a couple more times than maybe, but not, not after just one game. Yeah, that. Green Bay Packers at Chicago Bears. Um, let's start with the home team. Let's start with the Chicago Bears. The Jalen Fie- Fields, Justin Fields um, kind of situation. It's not... It's not the offense I was hoping this was going to be, Scott. Go ahead. Explain what we do with Allen Robinson and or any of the Bears in this offense (laughs) without David Montgomery. Yeah, I'm not supremely confident in much going on here. I mean, like we said, he's a rookie just stepping in, and we know he's got talent, but again, same thing with Trevor Lawrence. You can't expect him to walk in in game one and then just start blowing it up. And he didn't. I mean, they they didn't do terrible, but his fantasy stats were nothing that was impressive. And Allen Robinson has not benefited at all this season. So, I mean, we were talking about benching him, which, I mean, why not? If you got a better option, he's certainly not doing much. Mm-hmm. Uh, running back situation. I mean, we'll touch on that here in a second with the Damian Williams. What He's on COVID now, right? Yeah, he's on the COVID list, so it's going to be tough to get back um, by Sunday. So maybe the Khalil Herbert. I mean, do you start Khalil Herbert? Absolutely. I would start Herbert. He he had more rushes, right? Less touches, but more rushes. Yep, that's correct. Um, And if Damian Williams is out, he's going to get the boatload, so fire him up. Mm -hmm. Um. No, I com- I completely agree with all of that. Um, on the Packers side of the ball, Devontae Adams was unstoppable. You, I mean, there's not a lot of question marks on what to do in the Green Bay to me. You start Aaron Rodgers, you start Aaron Jones, you start Devontae Adams. 
I guess the, the only thing to, to bring up is AJ Dillon. Has he broke his way into territory of you can start two Green Bay running backs? Um, because he's getting a lot of work and he's doing something with them, including touchdowns. So, Matt, would you start AJ Dillon? If, like, even though if Aaron Jones is, is fired up, has he gotten into that realm for you? I think he's still desperation flex for me right now. Mm-hmm. Scott, what do you think? I sure hope he's playable because I had to pick him up in our touchdown only league because both Kamara, Mike Davis, and Trey Sermon are all on by this week. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And so I wanted to circle back to Allen Robinson. Matt, you, you're, I mean, you're agreeing with me in the fact that if you bench Allen Robinson, it lets him know that he needs to improve his performance. Right. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I, I benched him last week. I know people that were benching him before that. I mentioned last week on a team. I started mm-hmm. him on ones that I was more desperate on, but uh, I think this is the week we all need to collectively, as a bunch of chumps or champs, Ben Allen Robinson and just send a message to him. Hey, yeah, prove yeah. something. And you know what it's going to be? It's going to be that week where he puts up some points on your bench. But that's what we're asking for: prove something. Yeah, Do it on my bench. Yeah, because I think Scott, it's correct that he gets an alert on his phone. If um, every time he's benched in a fantasy league, at least on Yahoo. So um, that's pretty awesome. Wouldn't that be cool if that was a thing? <laughs> like you got alerts when like X not for the players. <laughs> that would be awesome. Make them play better. <laughs> uh, so Cincinnati Bengals at Detroit Lions. Oh, my God. Matt, you're the, I think out of the three of us, you are the resident Lion fan. I think we can all agree on that, right? I mean, me and Scott also support the Lions because why wouldn't you, Barry Sanders? But you are, you're, you're the guy. How heartbreaking has the beginning of the season been? <laughs> I've been a uh, quasi, I guess my, they're my NFC team is what I always say, a Lions fan for the past three plus years, I think. And if you've been a Lions fan for three plus years, you know that this is typical. <laughs> they they have heartbreaking gut punch losses, and that's just what they are. Um, but not to mention, Bengals are coming rough, off of <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is that the Lions, like classic gut punch, heartbreaking losses curse, uh, just outweighed Minnesota's game winning kick curse, right? Because they won on a game-winning kick there. <laughs> yeah, so, the Vikings uh, and Chargers have had some kicking woes uh, historically. But uh, I guess I was going to point out, too, though, that Bengals just came back off a little bit of a gut punch after the Packers, right? Uh, so, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. The, I, I'm uh, also a bit of a Bengals fan this year. I like Joe Burrow. I like a lot of things they're doing there. I like Joe Mixon. Um, Jamar Chase is really coming into his own. I'm rooting for the Bengals. So this game... I still got to probably put on my Lions hat, but I'm just going to root for some fun football here. Yeah. Scott, talk to us about the Lions. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, if they're both active, would you be happy playing both of them? I know you're going to start Swift, but would you start Jamal Williams, who's getting almost equal amount of rushes, a little bit less in the passing game, but they're both doing pretty well. What do you think about that situation? Yeah, I feel like you got to start him. I would just be frustrated if I was a Swift owner because he's he thought he'd be getting all of the load or at least a little more of the share than he has been. But yeah, yeah they're both startable. It does concern me that there might be 
a very real possibility that, you know, one game to another, your guy is going to be the the cold hand one and he's not going to really put up fantasy numbers. Scott, what about TJ Hawkinson? Are you nervous? Um, It's been about three straight games of pooping down his leg and he was supposed to be the next Jesus Christ. So are you getting a little bit nervous because um, ask for a friend? Um, It's not like I have TJ Hawkinson in three leagues. Um, So I just want to know what your thoughts are in that. You Scott. Was that to me? Sorry. That was to you, Scott. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, I'm def- definitely nervous. He started off good in week one and two. And I was like, oh, maybe he is better than I thought he was going to be. Because I know you guys are big on him. I still liked him, but I wasn't quite as high. And now it's definitely come down to where, yeah, I'm I'm nervous on him. And I don't know. It, that It's not like the situation has changed. That team's never winning. So they got to throw the ball. So I don't know why it's it's not working out anymore, but I'm definitely nervous if you're counting on him to be a, a top top five tight end. Matt, what are your thoughts on T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd now that Jamar Chase seems to be emerging, emerging, emerging as uh, the lead guy who's got that connection with Joe Burrow? Are you still confident in starting Higgins and Boyd as a wide receiver? I guess maybe a flex. Are you, I mean, Boyd Welcome. in particular? That's my opinion. It's all the Chase show now. <laughs> I couldn't say that you're welcome or fuck them. So I was like, yeah, 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 both. <laughs> no, that's looking like a real connection there. That's looking like the next Rogers Adams kind of thing. I mean, no, I'm are. back onto the next hot thing. Let's go, Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah, I was real big on Higgins early in the year, but he has he's been what okay at best. I didn't. He was injured. I, he was out for a couple of weeks. I mean, that's. I mean. Fantasy production-wise, that's not okay, dude. Yeah, it's, it's not our fucking fault that Higgins got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Colts coming off of a complete and total meltdown <laughs> on Monday Night Football against Baltimore. Um, this is a pretty good get-right game. I guess this is the best thing you can ask for, right, is the Houston Texans. Let's, let's talk about the Colts. Jonathan Taylor. Holy shit, that was a game. Like, start him up. Um, but other than that, with Michael Pittman, you start up. Is there anyone else worth starting on the Indianapolis side besides Taylor and Pittman? I like Pittman and I like Taylor, and that yeah, that's it for me. Pittman is in a real yeah. breakout season kind of a kind of a vibe. Don't you don't you get that that feeling? Because we talked a little bit about T.Y. Hilton coming back. I'm in the camp of I don't give a shit. I don't care. This is going to be the Pittman show, I think. Well, no, it's not true. It's going to be the Taylor what show. What is T.Y. Hilton, like 32? Oh, my God. That's, that's His wheels so, have to have fallen off by now. That's so old. That's younger than me and Scott. Um, how old is he? As I'm looking it up. So, so bear with me on how old he is. How old do you guys think that T.Y. Hilton is 32? Scott, what do you say? He's probably going to be like I think he's probably something. actually 31, but I'm gonna, I'll stick with 32. Yeah. He's 31. Look at you. Um, um, you go ahead, but yeah, this is uh, well, Texans Colts are both one in four in the AFC South, and us being Titans fans, I think we have to root for a tie here, right? Slash Jacksonville fans, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're only one game back, Scott, of those guys, <laughs> you in the wild card race, <laughs> yeah. Um, Scott, are there any Houston Texans worth starting? Brandon Cooks, Not maybe until 
Yeah, Brandon Cooks, if you need to. I think I'm benching him in a league where I've got other wide receivers until Taylor comes back. I, I nah. nope. <laughs> and, and that's sad. That's where we are. It's like, oh, fingers crossed. Can Tyrod fucking Taylor please come <laughs> back to save my, my life? Yeah, I don't think there's a ton to talk about here with Texans and Colts other than Taylor and Pittman. Um, so, hey, I'm out of beer. Let's take a break here. Let's refill my beer because it's about me and then we'll be right back. How's that sound? Yep. 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 Hey. Hey everybody. Ty here with Dan and tone from the upper decker podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of chumps to champs. These guys absolutely kill it when it comes to fantasy football. And I'd be willing to bet that if you're a, uh, you're a football fan, there's a good chance you follow baseball as well. And if that's the case, we want you to finish up this episode and then head on over to the Upper Decker podcast. We cover all things baseball. So whether you want to hear about the latest on the field action, listen to breakdowns of trades and signings, or learn about some crazy baseball history, we've got a little something for everyone. We are going to drop some knowledge on you and hopefully give you a few laughs in the process. If you want to check us out, we're available on all your streaming platforms. We'd also encourage you to follow us at Upper Decker Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of this episode of Chumps to Champs. Woo! Welcome back to the Wayne Gretzky episode, Epi 99. I've I've referenced Wayne Gretzky like three or four times, by the way. Um, I'm not calling it the Aaron Donald, but uh, that's correct, right? Anything 99 should be the Wayne Gretzky. Is that because he has 99 problems yeah. and a bitch ain't one? <laughs> that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, let's get back into our game breakdowns. Um, Let's let's start with the Cardinals and Browns, Matt. I think it was you. Was it you? Because I okay, I woke up in the middle of the night and then wake up. I was trying to go to sleep and I started laughing out loud at the thought of I think it was your idea of the Browns helmet <clears throat> to have, you know, the Browns logo, Scott, the which is a brown helmet, or I guess it's an orange helmet. That is the logo. Uh huh. Have that on the browns helmet the <laughs> the brown helmet on the browns helmet and it's like it's one of those mirror and a mirror things because it'll have to keep going back because there's always a helmet on the helmet I, and i believe that was a loyal listener uh my uncle kevin frederick uh, that, i believe that was his shtick okay kevin that is i thought about that and i thought that was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing i have I just picturing that that oh, why can't they do that please do that Cleveland Browns. Anyway, let's talk about them then. Cardinals at Browns. Cardinals are the only five and O team remaining. Um, color, are you impressed, Scott? No. Yeah, I think I was big on them just from the steps that they made last year. I was kind of had them as a fringe uh, playoff team, and they just missed out. And I, the way they were looking, I figured they'd take another step forward this year, and. I'm not, I'm honestly not that surprised. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have said I'd have guessed they'd be five and oh right off the bat, but I definitely think they were going to be a contender, if not winner, in that division. Well, they beat the fucking piss out of the Titans in week one. And then from that point on, my eyes were open. Hey, um, hey Scott, guess who had the Cardinals as NFC West champions in our playoff Super Bowl picks? Oh, uh, Jesus, here we go. It was uh, it was me and you, buddy. Danny has a Rams. 
<laughs> it was both of you. You guys both had the Cardinal. No, you did not have both of the Cardinals. Oh my God. You guys both had the Cardinals. Look at that. There they are. <laughs> I, oh well, to you know be what? fair, I wasn't on that episode, so I filled them in after the season started, but that's, I, I went back and even the teams that weren't doing well, like I was going to pick them. So mm-hmm. I still went with them. With an yeah. asterisk. Well, you know, I'd be much more impressed with the Cardinals right now, even though I had preseason, preseason hype for them. If Kyler Murray was still putting up fantastic points for me in fantasy, the dude is slumping in fantasy and I'm not liking it. It was one game, wasn't it? it was it's one like, game. it's been a downward trend, Danny. Uh, <laughs> like first two weeks were in the forties monster okay. games and he's just, cascading back down so i need more pass attempts i need more rush attempts i need more tds i need more everything kyler that is um, fair it was i had a league that. where i i fired off a fourth round pick for you and i thought that was justified at first and you need to you need to bring it back up to fourth round pick status for me yeah i mean it 43 points 47 points those those are those are okay numbers and 21 28 15 oh those are those are Joe Burrow numbers. That's not what you want. Yeah, we don't want Joe Burrow numbers here. So Kyler Murray, pick it back up. I, I like that you guys are five and zero. I'm rooting for you in that division, tough division, but they're probably my favorites out of that. I, I still don't hate San Fran, but I think if I had to root for any of them, it would be the Cardinals. So go Cardinals. It's gonna be hard to pick him back up with that bum shoulder that he's got, bum throwing shoulder. I mean. He was nice. He's, he's gonna he's be fine. fine. He's gonna be fine. But um, out of those pass catchers, Scott, you got DeAndre Hopkins. You're gonna start. Um, but AJ Green, Rondale Moore, Christian Kirk, those are all like shoot your shot streamable guys. Though I mean, I mean, I'm sure it makes you nervous, but they can always go for like two catches and 105 yards and a touchdown. Are you starting any of them? I don't think I am just for that very reason of they could just as easily get two catches for 11 yards. And I'm just not, not willing to to hop on that, but going into bye weeks. And if you got guys on injured or injured stuff, you might have to, that is the team to go with because they could have those big games, probably a little bit more likely than some other guys that are out on the waivers. Yeah. Um, James Connor and chase Edmonds, James Connor keeps scoring touchdowns, Matt. Um, is he at the I don't point like where, it. Yeah, I mean, it's not your Kyler Murray, but if he keeps scoring touchdowns, if he keeps getting the ball inside the five, you got to keep starting him with this offense, right? No. Oh, you, no. you don't. You don't think so. You don't think so. No, it should be Kyler Murray. It should be D-Hop. I mean, I don't like Edmonds really at all right now, but it should be Murray. Come on, Connor. Stop being so selfish. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you already beat cancer. What else do you need, buddy? Oh my God. Every time I poo poo on James Conner, I was just talking up. I thought I said that, okay, I got him in a league. I think I'm in our, our main, one of our main leagues and I got to keep starting him because he keeps scoring touchdowns. Um, Scott on the Brown side of the ball, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Is this the best one, two running back combo you've ever seen from one team? Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, specifically in the fantasy world, I honestly didn't pay that much attention <laughs> to other oh, yeah. teams before I started playing fantasy. No, it's all that uh, matters. But yeah, I mean, why would you not be playing these guys both week, week in and week out? I mean, I've, I have Hunt is a flex play in a league and has just been crushing it. And then Chubb, I mean, he might not be getting as many touchdowns, but he's still putting up 100 plus yards. So you can't go wrong with either of these guys, no matter who they're playing. 
because that's their game script is pound it with Chubb, dump offs to hunt and everything else. And you just, yeah, you can't bench them. That's for sure. No matter who they're playing. Now, Matt, does that make Odell Beckham a bench, bench worthy guy because of the things that Scott just described? And then the Austin Hooper, David and Joku involvement. I mean, is Odell Beckham the, the, the lost boy of this group? He's a lost boy, but he's certainly not a must start. Yeah, I mean, bench him if you have a better option. He has upside. That's that's what Odell Beckham has. But I wouldn't count on that upside. But I want to circle back, Danny. You okay. said you, you keep having to start James Conner mm-hmm. because he's scoring TDs. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, he does. The t- he does the TDs. And he, he does the TDs for the Cardinals. In our shared league, okay. we have. My boy, Zach Moss, who besides the last week, which he did not score a TD, still had an okay week. He's been scoring TDs left and right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you keep hating on him. So I said, would you start? Would you start James Conner over Zach Moss? Or who would you feel more confident starting? That's what I want to know right now. I would. I feel better about James Conner. But, 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 but. I said before the show, when we were talking about our shared team, I said, you remember what I said? I'm like, well, Pittman and Moss are like must, must starts now. They've, they've played their way into must start territory. We got to play Moss in that league because he's doing so good. And I think Connor's in that same boat. Yeah. I was, what I was impressed with last week, even though he didn't get a TD, is he ended up with over 10 fantasy points, which isn't amazing, but to, to hit over 10 fantasy points without a TD means you got a floor. You got a floor. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about Moss? Zach Moss. Oh, Zach okay. Moss. So despite us starting him finally last week and him not getting the TD, the fact that he hit 10, 10 plus points is a good sign to me. Good sign going forward because he has a floor and I think he's going to be a double digit guy the rest of the year. Well, that would be a good transition into the Bills game, but that's the Monday night game. So that would just be fucking stupid we'll talk about it later theory. guys we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it again yeah, th- there you go there you go let's talk about uh the rams at the giants slaughter um, yeah that's <laughs> my, my feeling i the giants, giants are at are home injured. isn't that you know that kind of gives you something right <laughs> okay to be completely honest yes because the rams to fly east and when you have to fly east apparently it's a big deal like when you fly east and do the early game, apparently that's like a thing like that they never do well. I don't think that's going to be the case here. Uh, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay are all either out or maybe out. Daniel Jones this is a co- total coin flip. And then Slayton and Shepard have been out. They may play, but this is just a mess. The Giants, the Giants are a mess and the Rams are really, really good. So Scott, fire up all your Rams. Oh, hell yeah. I all don't know Rams. who you wouldn't. Who you wouldn't be playing in this one? What about Higgerbones? <laughs> yeah, fire him what up. What about who? Tyler Higby. <laughs> fire him up. <laughs> Sorry, does, does everybody not know that I call him Higgerbones? I, I do it. I do it. It's the beginning <laughs> part of that I word's very questionable. Higby. I think he has right. A, <laughs> I think there's, a, there's enough weapons on this team, and the target share has been varied enough to where I think he's very touchdown dependent or game script dependent and i think if you have an option like a also i'm I'm getting big on like dawson knox 
Oh, like yeah. some of these guys that just weren't big names at the beginning of the season and Higby was getting placed above him. I think a few people are sliding above him in the ranks. We'll talk about him here in a little awesome. bit because I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, with yeah. You. I won't keep getting in on the Monday night football <laughs> game for you. I don't think there is a single giant that I want to start. I okay. I take it back. Booker. Devontae Booker because he's going to get the volume with Barkley being gone. And Kadarius Tony, if Shepard or Slayton are out, I think he's he looked really, really good while those two guys are out. I think he's played his way into you. Have, I mean, he's going to get the volume there, but that is maybe that's like flex worthy stuff. And on the other side, the Rams start them all. Well, no, don't start Van. I, I wouldn't start Van Jefferson or Deshaun Jacks for anything like that. I wouldn't get crazy. I mean, would you start Sony Michelle? Even though Henderson's going to be there, thinking this is going to be a, a beat down, a beat sesh, and they're going to start running the ball. I think there's there's a chance both of them find the end zone. Um, I don't love starting either of them, but I certainly think there's worse flex plays or, or even have to fill a running back slot. You, you got touchdown upside, and yeah, I like it. I got a question for you guys then, because that's the unfortunate situation I have with Cordell Patterson and Kamara on bye this week. I have to start, and now Damian Williams on COVID. I got to start two of these, two of these three: Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, and Sony Michelle. Well, Chase Edmonds automatically for me. I mean, that's a high-powered team. What'd you say? I don't. I don't know. I don't love it. You guys broke up. I didn't hear what you said, Danny. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, yeah. I, I think that uh, Chase Edmonds is an auto start because he's the starting running back on possibly the best offense in the league. Your Kyler Murray led offense scores a lot of points, and Edmonds is going to be there. You, you disagree, Matt? You don't think that you should start Edmonds, or you kind of cut out? So I mean, Edmonds has obviously been losing out on touchdown work and red zone work to um, Connor and. You said you had Sony Michelle or Henderson? Sony Michelle and then Melvin Gordon and Chase Edmonds. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's workload seems like it's getting scaled back. But Sony Michelle had a good game last week, even with Henderson there. And I think they both found the end zone, but I think that could still happen again. I I think I go Sony Michelle. Call me crazy, Danny. Call me he, crazy. He, he needs two of the three. He said he needed two. Oh, you need three. two? Yeah. yeah. I'd probably go Edmonds, Michelle. Then I would go Edmonds and Gordon if Gordon plays because he did not practice uh, Wednesday with a All lower right, leg Danny, injury. Do you want to make a, a chump bet? Yeah. Michelle versus it? Gordon this week? If Gordon plays because he may not play. If Gordon is active. active. Then yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, we can do that. Write, write that, write that down. While you, Matt, while you write that down, because I don't know where that tab is handy. Oh, I see it now, but it doesn't matter. Um, let's move on to. <laughs> we just we did talk about Michelle, so it's okay. The Chiefs, the two and three Chiefs. I need to throw that out there for our loyal listener Ryan, who's such a big fan. The two and three fourth place Chiefs are at the Washington Football Team. Uh Right out of the gate, Scott. Do you think that the Chiefs are going to be pissed off and just go Air Jordan on Washington and uh, win this thing before halftime? Or do you think that Washington's going to win this game? There's no in between. 
Uh, no, in between, I'd say that the Chiefs then are probably going to come out <laughs> with the fire. <laughs> okay, there can be an in between. That's fine. I do think they're still going to win the game. Um, I don't know what's uh, what's Fitzpatrick's. When's, oh, he's he's still out. In, yeah, Heineke. So he's yeah. I saw that he was was he throwing again or something. I don't know, but whatever it was, I without him, I just my love for Washington has gone way down in terms of what I think they're going to be this year. And I don't think Kansas City will have too much trouble score enough points to beat them. Mm-hmm. Matt, what uh, out of the Washington football team, you're starting Gibson, you're starting McLaurin. I read somewhere that Taylor Heineke is a start of the week, and I am interested um, from a DFS standpoint and possibly desperation otherwise. Do you agree? I don't, I don't think Taylor Heineke is a must start this week by any means i like the guy i want him to do well i i like watching the football team the players and want them to do well but i don't think this is a start in fantasy he might throw a couple picks he's made a couple bad decisions the guy's a baller he's a gamer uh like we like to say (laughs) he could throw a good game out there and it's gonna be a a back and forth fight i think or they're gonna be playing from behind if you have to go ahead, but I don't think in fantasy, maybe DFS, if you're going for some contrarian shit, but I don't think about in, in fantasy. I'm not starting him. Scott, tell us about what chiefs you, I mean, Mahomes, you start Hill, you start Kelsey, you start. There was actually talk about Tyreek Hill. He did not practice uh, today being Thursday with a quad injury. If he does not play, I mean, I'm firing up McCole Hartman anywhere that I can. What do you think? Yeah, I I mean, I don't know what that offense honestly looks like without Hill out there, but I mean, you got to imagine they're going to be slinging it pretty often. And yeah, if he's not out there, I'd, I would definitely pick up Harbin, especially on a bye week if he's sitting on the waivers, because uh, there's going to be a lot of people gunning for, for talent right now. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Vikings and Panthers. I got my Panthers hat on, so everyone that can't see me knows that's what I'm sporting here. But uh, Vikings at Panthers, let's start with the Panthers and talk about Christian McCaffrey. There's so much positivity around Christian McCaffrey, and then he didn't play last week. A lot of positivity around Christian McCaffrey this week, and then now he's genuinely 50-50, and he didn't practice today being Thursday. Yeah, I was going to say, he's he's less than 50 after he had a DNP today, so um, I think he's a a no-go this week. The same shit that happened in previous years whenever he's been out. He get, keeps getting teased that he's going to come back in the game or come back for the next week. Never does until I don't know. I'm not I'm not too too excited about this situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you start Chubby Hoobs. <laughs> oh, Chubby, oh, Hubba Chubba, 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 Hubbard. You got to play right. I mean, do you play Chuba Hubbard if uh, Christian McCaffrey's out, Scott? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that team. I mean, they funnel so much through that run slash little dump off stuff. Even without McCaffrey, we saw um, uh, what's his name do it last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. So, I mean, I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't play him. I know the, the. I mean, I don't feel like the Vikings are some stellar defense to where he can't put up relevant fantasy points for you. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm playing him if you got him and McCaffrey's out. Yeah. Matt, are you um, putting Robbie Anderson in the same doghouse as Allen Robinson where you sit in there and you say, you think about what you did? 
bench. I don't think I'm ever expecting a consistent workload from Ravi Anderson week to week. So it's not the same situation. Alan Robinson, I drafted thinking he's going despite quarterback play, despite anything, he's going to get targets and consistent floor and not, not the highest ceiling, but a decent ceiling. And that's not been the case so far. Robbie Anderson, you could have told me he'd be shit all year and I wouldn't be surprised. Damn, that is aggressive. <laughs> I mean, really, right? Like yeah, preseason, okay. if somebody was like, hey, Robbie Anderson is going to fall on his face and suck dick all year. You'd be like, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good segue into the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alexander Madison has been like unbelievable in replacement of Dalvin Cook. Don't you wish that he would just get traded to a team where we could just see him on a weekly basis? Matt, you've got him in a in a league, I think. It, he has been just wonderful, hasn't he? He's been a delight. A real treat. Just a, just a genuine human being, right? Um, but Dalvin Cook looks he's gonna looks like he's gonna come back. Um, Justin Jefferson, you're gonna fire him up. Adam Thielen's kind of pooped his pants the last couple. I mean, he doesn't get a touchdown. You're kind of whatever. But uh, I'm still firing up Adam Thielen. Sky, you disagree? You look like you're like, ugh. I'm nervous with him. I oh. mean, Jefferson's been very consistent week in and week out. So obviously you're going him. But yeah, Thielen, I don't feel like you're benching him because, I mean, I'm not sure. You got a pretty, pretty deep wide receiver core if you're going to throw him on the bench. But if you got somebody there, I'm not totally against it because I do think he is a little more touchdown dependent and the Panthers aren't horrible. They're pretty defense, good on so. defense the, so far this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I think Kirk Cousins is, an, is a start if you got him. I mean, I mean, any week if you need him and not if you got him, if you need him, Kirk Cousins is going to get you some good stuff. Let's talk Chargers and Ravens. I think this is the most interesting game of the week. This is going to be the best game of the week, the Chargers and Ravens. We'll start with the Herbie Hancock and the Chargers. Uh, Herbie Hancock is in his second year, and he is looking fine. Yep. Not, not a lot of regression there, I'd say. Gotta like yeah. this team. Yeah. Um, Herbie's looking great. Keenan Allen is always Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is oh, we we what? I mean, we called it on this show if I'm not mistaken. We said Mike Williams is a is a late rounds. Hey, he could he could figure this shit out and be amazing. Um, turns out him and and Justin Herbert love each other. Austin Eckler, Matt, you can go in and tell us who was right about him. Go ahead. At me? Is that you? It was one of us. It was one of, was one of yeah, us. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he'd be okay, right? I said he'd be okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll no, go Danny. We'll go he's get he's getting used well. He's having very monster games. Well, I mean, the last two weeks. Yeah, he's had monster, monster fantasy production. At the beginning of the year, it's been mm-hmm. okay. It was okay. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair I, enough. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Scott, I mean, you're starting all those guys, but Scott, you tell me. The Chargers score, what was it, Matt? 47 points last week, 49, 48, something like that. 47 points last week. Yeah. Jared Cook gets like one catch. Um, I thought Jared Cook in this offense was going to be something. Scott, is he even streamable right now? Well, I was just looking at free agency and there's not a whole lot 
out there. So I think in some leagues he might be. Uh, luckily, I was able to find um, what the hell's his name uh, replacing Logan Thomas, uh, hyphenated Seal. Oh, Seals um, Jones. Yes, thank you. He was still available. <clears throat> so other than Jared Cook, that was really the only one I was looking for. So I, I think there are some leagues you might hope that you pick him on the right week, but he's definitely mm-hmm. a boomer bust type thing. Danny, Mark, guess what game ahead. we get in St. Louis instead of the Chargers Baltimore game? Is this, is that noon? Is it that, is an early that, game, yeah. CBS uh, Chiefs Washington. Yep. St. Louis always gets the Chiefs game. Yay. Yay. The Chargers Ravens is going to be amazing. God, just let us get Sunday tickets so I can watch whatever the hell. <laughs> to be f- It's actually pretty interesting if you look at the the NFL TV map. So I'll, I'll throw a little plug for 506sports.com. Not a sponsor, but could be. Um, they always have the maps outlined with which games you're going to get. It almost looks like a uh, voting map because LA Chargers, Baltimore is blue, and it's like both coasts <laughs> are blue with that game. <laughs> Entire middle of the country is KC, Washington. <laughs> yeah, I guess why would we get the Chargers Ravens here in St. Louis? But Lamar Jackson, he looked amazing. Um, but let's talk the running back backfields. In Baltimore, either one of you guys can speak to this. Can you start Latavius Murray or Tyson Williams or anyone in that backfield right now? Um, nope. Definitely not Tyson Williams. That guy needs to, I guess, regain the trust or whatever he lost on that team. He looked good on the field, but his, he had fumbling issues, and I guess that was enough to bench his ass. And right now, no, no not touching anything. Scott, do you hard disagree? No, I mean, there's there's some, I guess, aspect of Latavius Murray that is a little interesting because I was thinking about with uh, my guys out and touchdown only, he might be a way to go to hope he gets a touchdown. But other than that, I mean, if you're in a standard league or something, he's probably not worth not worth what he's going to get you. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquise Brown, he's an auto start. For me, I mean, this yep. guy's big play potential is just unbelievable. I mean, but other than that, oh, and Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews is looking. I mean, Moiti Foyne after last week, a career game, two touchdowns over 100 yards. You're firing him up, but that's it, right? It's a wait and see game with Rashad Bateman for me. Um, I'm, I'm like I said, I want to see this game. Matt, give us a score prediction for Chargers Ravens. Score prediction. Chargers, 41. Ravens, 35. 41-35. Go ahead, Scott. 35 has to be a weird one, right? Do you think 41-35, you think that's a score origami? Well, 35 is just five touchdowns, right? True, but how often does it just happen as five touchdowns? Probably probably not. Scott, go ahead. Give us yours. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Let's get... 34 to 27. Who? Who wins? Uh, Chargers on top. 34 27. I'm Chargers gonna go, win. I'm going to go Baltimore 
And I'm going to go 38-37 on a Justin Tucker field goal. All right. So 41-35 is not scoregami. What were your guys' scores? 34-27 is not for sure, but I got 38-37. That is not scoregami. Oh, rats. If anyway. you do thir- if you do thirty nine thirty seven, we're in business. Okay, okay, got it. I'm changing it. Yep, 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 yep. Changing it. Thirty nine thirty seven. Thank you, Matt. And let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders at Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos backfield: Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. If I, I mean, if Gordon sits and Javante Williams is an auto start, but even if Gordon plays, Javante Williams is looking like he's uh, playing more. Matt, what do you think about that? That's pretty neat, right there. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think uh, Javante Williams is where I'm shifting to in this backfield right now. Yeah, Matt, are you? Or I'm sorry, Scott, are you a Tim Patrick believer now that KJ Hamler's gone for the year? That was my kind of first thought when I heard he went down with the injury. As Tim Patrick is is flex worthy each week, uh, I I think that's going to be more the case um, when. Um, Oh my gosh, who comes back? Uh who? From the Broncos? The Bronchos? Yeah. Oh, Jerry who Judy. Is... Jerry Judy. Yeah, that that'll that might switch things up a little bit. I still think he might be flex worthy, but um I, I would I would not have any problem throwing him my flex this week and probably next week as well. Mm-hmm. Um the Las Vegas Raiders with all their turmoil. I mean, it's Darren Waller you're going to start. I mean, Josh Jacobs has proven to be the guy in that backfield. So it's Josh Jacobs is Darren Waller. Are you guys starting Derek Carr or Hunter Renfro or Henry Ruggs or anything like that right now? Because they looked atrocious at the Bears last week. Right. Matt, are you ewing with us? I'm ewing right there with you. Um, anything else with this game? It's kind of a boring game to me from a fantasy perspective. You guys want to move on? Next. Next. Dallas Cowboys at New England Patriots. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, there's a lot of firepower there. Um, you're obviously starting Ezekiel Elliott. He's great. Cooper, great. Lamb, great. Prescott, great. I actually wanted to talk about Dalton Schultz. Um, Matt, you brought up Dawson Knox earlier as one of those tight ends that kind of was like, what? And I think Dalton Schultz is another one that's in the category of you gotta play him. I agree. I think that's another guy that I'd rather play over Higby right now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think he's been snagged in most leagues at this point. mm -hmm. Tony Pollard, Scott. I mean, I mean, there's two. This is is another Packer situation to me. I mean, they're both. Yes, earlier, AJ Dillon is startable right now. And I wasn't sure. I think Tony Pollard is startable right now. I think you throw him in your flex and you'd be happy about it. He's okay. getting great usage. Scott, do you agree? I do. I honestly don't know what. I was just trying to look him up and see what he did this, this past game when Zeke had one of his more typical games where he went off. And I wasn't sure. Let well, let me tell up. you about it. Uh, let me Pollard tell you about still it. Still did. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he rushed that many times still. Yeah. They rushed a lot that game. They had the ball for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, 14 carries 
Um, he also had four targets. Tony Pollard did, which was more than Ezekiel Elliott. Not that that means much. Ezekiel Elliott caught a touchdown pass. He had two catches for two yards and a touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott did. So there, there's that. But I agree with you guys. I think Pollard is startable. I also thought A.G. Dillon was startable. But let's uh, let's talk New England Patriots. so okay damian harris if he plays i think he is playable because i think he is their starter he's a little injured and i think he's in bill belichick's doghouse a little bit for all his fumble woes but scott would you start him if you had to in a flex yeah i would yeah Matt, would you start Jacoby Myers, who is actually getting a lot of targets and a lot of receptions? Although he, I mean, the big thing with Jacoby Myers is that he has never caught a touchdown pass ever in his career. And he's played like a ton, (laughs) a lot, a lot, a lot to the point where it's like statistically, he should have a touchdown pass caught somewhere in his career it's like over 100 catches i think without a touchdown it's unbelievable yeah i mean i love the the having a good target floor and that always opens the door for production and touchdowns uh you feel like he's due right i i don't own him anywhere i don't have to start him i think wide receiver three flex is a fine spot to start him if you're if you need to slide him into a wide receiver two you're not you're not in a good spot if there's anyone that's due for a touchdown pass, it's Jacoby Myers for sure. I'm I'm not going to start Johnny Smith or Hunter Henry. They nope. both have underwhelmed and have been like really spotty here and there, and I'm not into into it. You guys want to move on to the uh, night game on Sunday, the Seattle Seahawks and Pittsburgh Steelers? I ask you, but we're going to do it anyway. So let's start with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson out, Geno Smith in. Matt, what does that do to all of the Seahawks starters? Well, I guess, I guess I would think that Chris Carson would get a lot of work, but he is a banged up man right now himself. Is he going to be playing? Um, he's trending towards playing. He missed last week. Alex Collins filled in. Okay, not good, not great. But uh, Chris Carson is trending towards playing. With a neck I injury. think Chris Carson is my favorite start if he's looking like he's not going to be on a weird snap count timeshare situation. Other than that, I'm concerned how Gino works with the receivers. I'm concerned about a lot of things here. Mm-hmm. I don't love starting anybody besides Carson healthy. Um. Uh... Scott, talk to us about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now that Juju Smith-Schuster is probably done for the year, what are you? What are your emotions? Are Claypool and Deontay Johnson auto starts from here until eternity? I think they probably are. I was not really big on any of the three specifically prior to the season, but you take one of them out, and I think that does really help the other two capitalize on opportunities to where there's less to spread around. I think I like Claypool more, but it's still, I feel like they're still going to go back and forth a little bit and have their big games, but I think you do have to start on both each week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Monday night game bills at Titans. Oh gosh, Matt, this is the last team that I want to play right now as a Titans fan. 
at least it's in Nashville. Uh, it's it's a toughie. It's a toughie. <laughs> uh, but this is a predicament that we're in. Here. There's a couple good signs. AJ Brown is still okay, and Julio Jones is practicing now, turning towards playing. Derrick Henry keeps muscling up as the season goes on. Tannehill's he hasn't been lighting the world on fire, but he's been his consistent good decision self for the most part. Right. Defense has holes. And I I don't know <laughs> what happened with uh Christian Fulton last week, but I really hope he's back healthy because he was one of the bright spots in the secondary. Um do you guys have any kind of <laughs> update on him? <laughs> no, I don't. I just like the the defense. Uh, it has <laughs> holes. Uh, if you, if you, if you want to describe it that way, um, we're going to play a game here, though. It looks like both Christian Fulton and Caleb Farley, which Farley's been an injury thing since being drafted, but they're both absent from practice today, so. Not looking good for the secondary here. So let's play a game. You guys tell me which player that you would prefer to have season long, not just this week. We're talking season long. And we're going to play AJ Brown versus, okay? <laughs> because AJ Brown has been underwhelming. So here we go. AJ Brown versus for both of you. AJ Brown versus Chase Claypool for the rest of the season. Who would you rather have? AJ Brown. Yeah. AJ Brown. Uh, AJ Brown, Marquise Brown, AJ Brown. Ooh, I, I'm gonna go Marquise Brown. I, I don't think this is gonna die off. I think okay. he's still gonna keep it consistent. AJ Brown or Jamar Chase? I thought you were gonna throw. You're gonna keep it on the Brown trying to go Antonio Brown. No, In which case oh. my answer would have been Antonio Brown. Really? Yeah, I like it. Um, but Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar Chase versus AJ Brown. You're getting me leaning now. I think I think I might I might be switching to Jamar Chase here. Um, Scott, I'm say it right now, Jamar Chase. Okay. Jamar Chase. Okay, Scott. I think I'll stick with AJ Brown. All right, last one: AJ Brown or Cortland Sutton? Still AJ Brown for me. <laughs> Talent and ability. <laughs> That's a toughie. That's the toughest one for me. Yeah, I, I think I'm like 51-49 A.J. Brown on that one. I think I would go A.J. Brown too, but I feel like I'm wrong. Uh, anyway, uh, the Bills side of the ball, Emmanuel Sanders. There's a couple, there's, there's multiple people to talk about from the Bills side of the ball. Emmanuel Sanders. Matt, auto start. Do you have to start after what he's been doing? His connection with, with Josh Allen is real. It is real. He's getting targets. He's he's producing off those targets and he's getting in the end zone. Um, the man is the real deal still at age like 35, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. Like two weeks ago, based on targets, I started Cole Beasley over Emmanuel Sanders, both on the same, same roster, same team. Thinking Cole, Cole Beasley had the higher floor. Like he's going to get the targets and I don't know if he'll, he'll get the big plays or end zone opportunities but he's gonna give me a floor and he had like two points on the weekend the sanders went off i think the the connection is there with sanders but cole beasley start sanders if you got him mm-hmm. um scott or yeah Especially scott, against the secondary zach moss um we talked a little bit about him earlier though um he is emerging as the running back for 
I mean, the Bills offense is still a pass first, pass second offense, but with the amount of points that they score, I mean, is Zach Moss an auto start at this point? Yeah, I think so. Uh, especially like we said, we're coming through bye weeks, so you're going to have to play guys you're not always playing. But I still think he's flex worthy. I mean, if you're pretty stacked and you don't need to play him, okay. But I think if you got him, you got more than your fair share of value because he was going pretty low in drafts. And I'll be the first to admit I was wrong. I had Singletary above him by a step or two, but not anymore. It looked it looked like it was going to be Devin Singletary after week one. As like the guy, I mean, Moss was a healthy scratch, if I remember right. Wasn't that the case? Like week one that they they're like, now nah, we're, we're good without you. Nah, we good. And it turns out, yeah, he's the best one. And Matt, tell us about Dawson Knox and your love. <laughs> well, my love originated with him just getting more targets per game. He was getting more involved in the offense and everything. And then last week, oh, he only had four targets and only three receptions mm. for 117 yards and a TD. Holy fuck. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's let's talk about that for a second. That, that Kansas City Buffalo game, which Buffalo ended up just blasting Kansas City away. At halftime, I texted uh, Matt at halftime that this was an accurate stat. Josh Allen uh, was averaging over 30 yards per completion. Scott, tell me if that's good. That's or pretty bad. good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if that's, I mean, it's not the norm. So if you're, if you're lighting him up on the secondary, why would you change it? Uh, it was ridiculous. He had over 200 and something yards in the first half and he completed, Josh Allen completed seven passes. Our response to Danny's text was to the gif of Happy Gilmore going, is that good? Is that good? (laughs) I mean, Josh Allen just torched that defense. That was that was aggressive what he did. And it was borderline disrespectful. But um, the Buffalo Bills are looking really good. And the Titans are they're up against it in this one. But man, maybe they can do it. Let's close this out, guys, by talking about the listener league. You want to? Because we're going to. So as you guys pull up your listener league matchups and your in your uh on your phones or whatever you guys are looking at, I'm gonna break down my matchup that I got this week. So so far after five weeks, I'm four and one, but my arrow is pointing much, much further down than I'd like it to. There's a lot more questionables and like decisions. I I do gotta say before you get into too much, I love the fact that in the standings, what is it? We are like three four and five i need to bring it up real quick but uh Mm -hmm. i think being the champs from the podcast us sitting not necessarily in the top but right there in competition we're in the right spot we're giving people a chance and we're competitive you know ready to strike so last week if we want to talk about that real quick um i scored (laughs) I scored 71 points <laughs> and, uh, and a half PPR to be, to be, just be clear. The 11th place on the week scored 94. So I did poor. To, oh, and I lost to Scott. Oh, I'm realizing that now that I almost, was I almost uh, doubled you up there. <laughs> that was gr- I think you did, but 
so for this week, I'm four and one, but like I said, it's not looking promising for the future. I'm trying to make positive choices and I can't do it. But I've got Dakota. Dakota just stacked Jalen Hurts and Zach Ertz in uh from this Thursday night game that just got completed. And I had Chris Godwin going. His two guys did great. Mine did terrible. So it's looking not good again. So I'm I'm staring four and two right in the face. And Dakota is in second. Matt, you were right. We're three, four, five. The champs are. Dakota's in second, and his um uh, his team is looking like they're gonna go to five and one. Um, really good, really positive stuff that he's got going on there. So I don't even I'm not even gonna break this down. This is going to be a loss. Um, I can just <laughs> tell you guys that right now. And and He's got Calvin Ridley on a bye, and he still doesn't even need that to just smack me in the face. So he's got a good team of Hertz, Eckler, Swift, DJ Moore, Justin Jefferson, Ridley on bye. But like, wow, wow. He played Zach Ertz in his tight end spot and is playing Mark Andrews in his flex. And he's still gonna just smack me around, so I'm not ballsy bastard. And it went in, in. It succeeded. It succeeded. So, uh, Matt, go ahead and give us your breakdown for this week. What I'll start with is saying that this league is very tight and competitive. We don't have any undefeated teams, and we don't have any zero win teams, which at five weeks in is impressive. Everybody's one or four, four and one, or in between. Um, my matchup is against a two and three team. I'm three and two. So I would say neck and neck. Um, this is Kay Freder, longtime listener, Kevin Frederick, who is, I believe, the uh, Browns on Browns helmet inception mm-hmm. artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Break down our matchup. I got Prescott versus Carr, especially with the drama in Vegas right now. I like Prescott more there. Happy about that. I got chubb and well right now i still have madison slated in but with uh cook coming back i'm pretty sure that is going to change to Mixon, assuming that he is healthy oh not only is he healthy but it's looking like uh, p ryan's on the uh covid list right now so it's going to be all mixing not only that, but I was thinking of the, the wrong league, so I don't have Mixon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got but, Mixon. <laughs> but uh, Gibson is sitting in my flex, so he'll he'll slot up there over Madison. And I got Mike Davis or Kenyon Drake or Marlon Mack or Ew. whoever else. Uh, Marquise Brown that I can slide in my flex, which is probably the answer there. Well, Mike Davis is on by, so I don't recommend him. Yeah, probably not him. <laughs> Probably Marquise Brown going in my flex. Oh, Either God, way, that's easy. That's easy. It's yeah. going to be Chubb and Gibson in my running backs. He has Aaron Jones and Zach Moss. As much I think, like initial shock, I like mine more. But really, production wise, I think we're, <laughs> that's a that's a flip of the coin to me. I think he could have a much better day. Uh, so. Even Stevens there. I got Thielen, Robinson, and Cooks as my receivers. Not the strongest receiver core. He has Lockett, Hardman, and Waller. Or sorry, Diggs, Lockett, and Hardman. Outside of Diggs, I think Lockett with uh, Russell being out is rough, and Hardman just hasn't lived up too much to expectations this year. (sighs) Diggs could alone trump me, but 
hopefully I can stay competitive there with 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 my uh seems like wide receiver twos. <laughs> yeah. My group of wide receiver twos. Tight end wise, I got Cameron Brait, who already played tonight for four point one points. Uh, I didn't love that. I kind of forgot about Thursday night football, but I probably wouldn't have done much there. So that's okay. That's okay. Darren Waller is going to beat the shit out of that score. My flex, like I said, I'm going to do probably Marquise Brown. He's got Miles Gaskin. Depends on usage, production, whatever there. Uh, yeah. Kickers, Koo versus Tucker. And then I have Buffalo's D versus Tampa Bay's D, who just came out with four points. Not much to make up there. I think it's going to be a pretty even matchup. I think it could go either way. They are slotting Kevin as winning 79% chance right now. So I'm optimistic, but I think we got a good matchup coming up. Scott, what do you got going on this week? All right. I am playing hot tone this week. Uh, I'm three and two. He's four and one. Uh, Not a good start for me. I had suck up going for Tampa Bay's kicker and he got four extra points and that was it. So I'm only got a 26% chance to win so far. I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause that you right but, there, Scott. I'm going to pause you right there, Scott. I have got suck up in a couple of leagues and I want to know your thoughts because this, as you know, is a consistent thing. Ryan suck up is a great kicker, great kicker, great offense. The Buccaneers are scoring so easily on all their teams that the, he is just getting extra point after extra point, extra point. Generally you want a kicker from a good team because they get, you know, they can get into scoring range where you get field goals. A lot of times suck up is just getting extra points or nothing. And you can't drop him because he plays for the Buccaneers who are a great offense. Are you just as frustrated as I am with this kind of bullshit? You need a great offense that is a yeah. bad red zone offense. That's what you need, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, go ahead. The last two weeks, he didn't do as bad. He had double-digit points, but yeah. Weeks one through good. three was eh. Four, five kind of re reinvigorated your faith in him, and then this week sucked, obviously, yeah. four points. Yeah, not, and not it's good. not his fault. I mean, he hasn't had field goal opportunities. It's like, what do you fucking do? Okay, go ahead with your breakdown, though. All right, so as of now, I'm slotted 26% chance to win, but there are definitely going to be some changes in our lineups looking at who's in right now. So quarterbacks, I have Justin Herbert. He has Patrick Mahomes. Honestly, I'm not upset about that. We know what Mahomes has. Yeah, what Mahomes has done, but Herbert's looked really good again. Next, hopefully it stays the same as this past week. I have Zeke. He's got Derrick Henry, though. So edge to him there. Hopefully not by much. Uh, next, we each have a running back from Chicago in our slot. He's got Damian uh, Williams, and I picked up Herbert. He's going to so pick somebody up there. He's going to pick somebody right up there. He so he'll's he there, he doesn't have any other running backs on his bench though. So he's going to have to pick up some scraping for something. Yeah, hopefully somebody who doesn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Um. And then his wide receiver core, it's definitely going to depend on the uh, Cincinnati-Detroit game where he's got Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. And then he's got Robert Woods as his third. I've got my stack of Julio Jones, DK Metcalf, and Keenan Allen. 
dude, dude, dude. Come dude. on, Detroit defense. Dude, <laughs> no, he does not just have Chase and Boyd. He's got Chase, Boyd, and Higgins. He's got the trifecta of Bengals. Do you see it in his flex? He's got the whole passing offense from oh, yeah, Cincinnati. Okay. So oh. come on, Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I, that's that's interesting. Um I mean they can't all have monster games, right? <laughs> it, it could just be a Joe Mixon game, and it'd be fine for you. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got them plus Robert Woods. And then I guess that I have Julio Jones, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, and then I've got Pittman in my flex. So I mean I, I love all my wide receivers. His is just gonna come down to that one game, obviously. And then he's got Higby tight end. And like I said, I picked up Seals Jones. We'll see what he does. If Kansas City does kind of start stomping him at the beginning, hopefully Washington has to pass a lot and he gets a touchdown or two or something. We'll see. And then kicker, we already said suck up, didn't do shit. He's got Zerline. And I will likely be picking up a new defense because I still have Washington in there yeah. who's playing Kansas City. Yeah, he, you don't want that. <laughs> and he's got, got shocking Cincinnati. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, I gotta hope Detroit does it just an, has an average game and stops Cincinnati from putting up forty-two points. If they do that, I like my chances. But it's a uh, it's a battle. Uh, it's an uphill battle for sure. That's 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 correct. It is an uphill battle. Well, guys, <laughs> that's all I got. Is there anything else you guys want to add uh, to the loyal listeners, Matt? You uh, you 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 feeling good? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, episode. I think, I think we got everybody prepped uh, mm-hmm. pretty all right for this week. Episode ninety nine uh, in the books, and just bear with us with the possible one episode per week. Um, we'll try to do two. We will, but between my new baby and um, Matt having multiple kids and Scott's work life just punching him right in his teeth constantly. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do what we can uh for you guys, but next show is gonna be a wonderful one because it's Epi one hundred. I mean, we gotta blow this thing out, right, guys? Yeah, we'll be we'll be adequately intoxicated. We'll be somewhat prepared. We'll mm. have confetti. You guys well, won't see it because it's a podcast. But well, the middle be- one we might not do. We <laughs> might we might not be prepared, but we'll do the other two things for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the intoxicated confetti. Uh, that's a good fantasy football name by the way intoxicated confetti anyway <laughs> go to chumpschampspodcast.com get some merch because we got a lot of cool merch to eat prepped for the winter do we yeah like t-shirts yeah. and onesies yeah 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 you'll, you'll be fine um thanks everybody for listening we really appreciate it matt close us out remember have fun with it hashtag fantasy sips <laughs>